Thank you so much, guys, for being here today. It's a pleasure for me to see you here in the church. I'm very happy to see your faces, especially in this Easter 2021. We are going to talk about the episode number four, The Apostles. It's the series. And I would like to invite you to download the bulletin. If you are here in the church, I invite you to get one of those bulletins and get ready. But also for those that are watching, if you're watching through a big smart TV, grab your phone and open the camera, point towards the QR code, and you will be able to download the bulletin of the day. Thank you so much for your support, dear friends, here in the church, to each one of you. Thank you so much. Also for our church members that are watching and uh, for all the viewers, Remember, you can continue supporting our ministry going to the website, thechurch.us forward slash give. The other option to do it is through a text message, 432-268-0007. We appreciate very, very much what you do, because thanks to your contributions, we can provide this service to everybody that is not present here in the church. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs, and thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the IT broadcast. The Apostles, episode number four, worship service number 236, today, April the 4th, 2021. This is a wonderful series. I have been enjoying studying the scripture, going through all the readings related with the Apostles. And that today we are finishing this series, episode number four. And, uh, you know, the word Apostle means messenger from the Greek word apostolos. All right. You remember John the Baptist started this message that later the Lord Jesus repeated it. Matthew 4, 17, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, change your hearts and lives because God's kingdom is now very near. That is the purpose of the gospel. Still today, what is the idea? What is what the Lord wants us? to change our hearts and our lives. And why is that? Because God's kingdom is very near, is here, near to our hearts. We talk about this, the first mission trip, which is the episode number one, March 14, worship service 233. Later, in March 21st, episode two, the solid doctrine, we talk about this too. Later in March 28th, Last Sunday, episode number three, Experiencing God, the Apostles, episode three. And today, episode number four, we are going to talk about Easter, of course, and how the Apostles saw the experience with the good Lord. So the first reading comes from Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14. And we read, If a man has a hundred sheep, but one of the sheep is lost, What will he do? He will leave the other 99 sheep on the hill and go look for the lost sheep, right? And if he finds the lost sheep, he's happier about that one sheep than about the 99 sheep that were never lost. I can assure you, in the same way, your Father in heaven does not want any of these little children to be lost. Any of those little Sheep to be lost. That is the desire of the Lord. To keep everyone close to him. But he, he loves those who are lost. Have you ever thought about this? Have you ever th- thought that 
there are people out there that are lost and confused. And that the good Lord wants to go after them. That's, that's the Lord's heart. Have you ever thought about it? The thing is, we are so concerned all the time about what we want, that we just get lost in our emotions, in our own troubles, in our own personal challenges, that we just don't even think about it. But the, the reality is this, that the Lord loves the lost ones. And he is happy when he can go and get one of those back into his kingdom. And you know what? All of us should feel the same way. As you know, as a pastor, part of my job, not, not just the, the part of the teaching of the word, encouraging everybody, praying for everybody, is to work going after those who are lost. As you know, I do that. I pray for people. I invite people all the time. And uh, probably in an, in an average week, I speak personally, probably with, uh, in the field, in the, in the marketplace, in the stores, wherever I am, in a gas station, in a convenience store, everywhere that I am, in public, I speak in an average week probably with 10 people that I have a little chat and then I introduce myself and I invite them to come to church. I invite them to watch our services. I invite them to, to connect with us. You know that most people don't pay attention to what you are saying. <laughs> they just don't care. They are in their own world, right? Most people don't pay attention. But there are ones that listen and of course, you will have those that will go along with you and say, oh, I was just looking for a church. <laughs> you know, what a big lie they say. Well, you never know. Maybe somebody mean it. But the reality is that that happens. So yesterday was one example. I was outside doing things, taking care of certain things. And in two different occasions, I spoke with people. And in, in fact, oh, actually, it was Friday when a couple told me, we want to go to church on, um, on Easter. We want to go to church. And I gave them one of the pamphlets or brochures, whatever, calendars. And, and the guy said, I want to go to church. Well, they are not here today. <laughs> I don't know if, if you are watching. Maybe that is, that is your case. You're watching. You first are checking on the video. But I, but I tell you this. If I happen to see somebody here in the church that I was talking with outside of the church and I see this person here, I'll be extremely happy, of course. I love everybody here. I love my church members. I love each one of you guys. Your presence, your presence makes me happy. I love to see you all. But certainly there is a special pleasure when you see somebody that was lost or unchurched, and suddenly is back in church. You understand that, right? Well, let me ask you this question. Do you feel the same way? You should feel the same way. You should feel like, yeah, how wonderful it would be to have people that are in the world coming to church. The apostles were with the Lord Jesus. They heard the Lord Jesus talking about this, and they were like, yeah, yeah. I think we get it. But that was just an idea. Let's continue the readings. After that, 
he goes to Jerusalem, Matthew 21, 8 and 9. On the way to Jerusalem, many people spread their coats on the road for Jesus. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Some of the people were walking ahead of Jesus. Others were walking behind him. They all shouted, Praise to the Son of David. Welcome. God bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise to God in heaven. Obviously, when the Lord Jesus is coming to Jerusalem and the apostles are with him, there is a lot of excitement. But imagine this, how the apostles felt about that. For over two years and something, probably three years, the apostles are with the Lord Jesus, listening to them, watching him doing miracles. People were raised from dead. Others, paralytics, started to walk. Blind people were able to see again. People that were demon-possessed were set free. All the miracles the Lord Jesus did. So they, they struggled with that because also there was a little bit of persecution. You know that. The apostles were enjoying the process, but when they're coming to Jerusalem and suddenly they see the crowd applauding Jesus, go, Jesus, go, go, Jesus, go, you know, something like that. They were excited. The apostles, obviously, they were getting closer and closer to the Lord because they wanted to be close to him. And then the crowd is screaming, praises to the son of David. Praises to God in heaven. People are in front of them, behind them. Branches and all these people. It's, it's a lot of excitement. The apostles felt that. They didn't know what would happen afterwards, really. They heard it, but they were not certain of that. So the next reading in chapter 21, verses 12 to 17, Jesus went into the temple area. He threw out all those who were selling and buying things there. He turned over the tables that belonged to those who were exchanging different kinds of money. And he turned over the benches of those who were selling doves. Jesus said to them, the scriptures say, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you are changing it into a hiding place for thieves. Some blind people and some who were crippled came to Jesus in the temple area. Jesus healed them. The leading priest and priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he was doing. And they saw the children praising him in the temple area. The children were shouting, praise to the son of David. All this made the priests and the teachers of the law angry. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? He answered, yes, the scriptures say. You have taught children and babies to give praise. Have you not read that scripture? Then Jesus left them and went out of the city to Bethany where he spent the night. So now he goes to the temple. The apostles are with him. Do you remember they just were so happy with the welcome and the yelling and the screaming, go, Jesus, go. But now in the temple, the first thing the Lord Jesus 
is going to do is pretty upsetting for everybody. So you are one of the apostles. I want you to picture all this from the apostles' perspective. You are with the Lord, okay? You are with the Lord Jesus. You are walking with him. You follow him to the temple. And then, where all these people are doing business, he goes and throws them out of the temple, turn the tables down, and all these coins are flying all over. There is a huge chaos there. And he is so angry when he sees those people selling doves. You know, that was the temple. They were selling doves because the tradition and the law for the Jews was that if you sinned, depending on the severity of the sin, you bring an animal to, for, for a sacrificial exchange for your forgiveness. So the Lord is so upset about it. He is making this huge mess. And the priests and the leaders, they are extremely angry to the situation. The apostles are with the Lord Jesus and they don't know what even to think. They're just looking at Jesus who always, they, <laughs> they always knew that Jesus was what? Let's discuss it. Compassionate, patient, kind, merciful, right? He always saw that part of the Lord. He never, he never, they, they never saw the Lord Jesus being angry to this point. There is no other incident like this. For, for the apostles, that was something absolutely strange. What is he doing? They don't know even how to, to act. And the popularity that they just saw in Jesus when they came into Jerusalem, apparently it was just out right now. They just see the leaders going against him and they start to think, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know if following Jesus really is a good idea. This could be dangerous. This is tricky. What a tricky situation we are involved in. Is what the apostles were thinking. You know, very difficult for them. But this is what happens. After the Lord does that, people that were ill came to him and said, we need a miracle of healing. And that is exactly what the Lord did. The Lord healed people. You know what is interesting, friends? When you think about the character of, character of the Lord Jesus. How the Lord can be so angry to certain people and at the same time so good to other people. Today is happening. Believe it or not. The Lord is mad at certain people but is so good to other people. The Lord is against the actions of certain people because they are doing what is wrong but at the same time, the Lord is so merciful to other people and healing people. He does that. He is wonderful. Now, the next thing that the apostles experience is when they, the Lord Jesus talks about the future. Matthew 24, verses 9 through 14. Then you will be arrested and handed over the, to be punished and killed. People all over the world will hate you. 
because you believe in me. During that time, many believers will lose their faith. They will turn against each other and hate each other. Many false prophets will come and cause many people to believe things that are wrong. There will be so much more evil in the world that the love of most believers will grow cold, but the one who remains faithful to the end will be saved. And the good news I have shared about God's kingdom will be told throughout the world. It will be spread to every nation. Then, then the end will come. So here's another piece of important information the Lord Jesus is sharing with the apostles. Remember, they came from a long journey, being witnesses of the praises from everybody to Jesus. They saw what he did in the temple. And now he's talking about something else. He's talking about the persecution that will happen in the future. The apostles really are having a Hard time, my friends. If you were one of the apostles, you will be as confused as they were. They, they were just so confused. What's going on really? Because they heard many things before, but now they are facing the reality of the, what is happening to them, to Jesus, the persecution. And then he's talking about the end. He says, before the end come, my message of hope will be spread out throughout the whole world. You know, the persecution that Christians live is real. Sometimes we, don't, we are not fully aware of the persecution. Sometimes we don't think the persecution is real. We think maybe that happened in the past to some people. Or maybe that happens in, in certain areas of the world. Or maybe that will happen in the future to certain people. But we are not aware that actually that persecution is already there, here, among us. Because there is persecution. There are attacks. But we have to be strong to continue believing in the Lord that regardless of the attack we must continue worshiping the Lord. And actually, we need to continue doing what he wants us to do, which is to preach the good news throughout the whole world. Because that is his desire. Remember, he told to the apostles, your father in heaven is happier when he can find that lost one sheep out there. Although there are 99 here for that one your father is so happy. That is the Lord's heart. And he's telling us today the same message. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. It's great to be saved. But there are more people that we need to work hard in order to bring them to the kingdom. The next, next scripture is he is going to talk about what will happen when he will come back. Matthew chapter 24 verses 27, 30 to 31 and 36 through 39. When the Son of Man comes, everyone will see him. It will be like lightning flashing in the sky that can be seen everywhere. Then 
there will be something in the sky that shows the Son of Man is coming. All the people of the world will cry. Everyone will see the man, the Son of Man coming on the clouds in the sky. He will come with power and great glory. He will use a loud trumpet to send his angels all around the earth. They will gather his chosen people from every part of the earth. No one knows when that day or time will be. The sun and the angels in heaven don't know when it will be. Only the Father knows when the Son of Man comes. It will be the same as what happened during Noah's time. In those days, before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving their children to be married. Right up the day Noah entered the boat, they knew nothing about what was happening until the flood came and destroyed them all. The Lord Jesus is telling the apostles now, listen, eventually, after my death, I will come back. And this is something very hopeful for us. And it's a great reassurance to understand that he will come back one day. And there are some facts, very interesting, interesting facts here in this passage that I would like to share with you. The first fact, the first fact is, is that everyone will see him. There will be no need for uh, checking our devices or the news, the TV or any, the, anything like that. Everyone will be able to see him in the sky. But it says that people will cry. Why is that? Well, some people will cry. I think maybe I will cry. I'm not sure, but I think I will cry. If I see the Lord Jesus coming back, maybe I will cry because I will be so happy to see my Lord. But also talks about a trumpet. A trumpet. We will hear the trumpet. We will hear the trumpet. We will see the Lord in the sky. This cloud with glory and power. And then the excitement knowing that we will be with him forever. But it says also that nobody knows when that will happen. Nobody. With all the respect, all respect that theologians deserve. If anyone says that they have a particular date or season or year when those things will happen, obviously they are not reading clearly the scripture because nobody really knows when those events will happen. Nobody really knows. There are indications in general but a particular date, the Lord Jesus says, not me, neither the angels know when that will happen. It's an information that is only in the hands of our good Lord Father, God. He knows when. Nobody else knows. But the point is, it's going to happen. One day, he will come back. He was preparing the apostles for all those things that they needed to hear about this. But then in chapter 26 of Matthew, verses 55 and 56, we know what happened when the Lord Jesus was arrested. Then Jesus said to the crowd, 
Why do you come to get me with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal? Every day I sat in the temple area teaching. You did not arrest me there, but all these things have happened to show the full meaning of what the prophets wrote. Then all of Jesus' followers left him and ran away. <laughs> so Jesus finally is arrested and he's about to face the last part of his life, his human life. And that night, you know, Judas betrayed him. He confronted the crowd and said, why are you doing this this way? You know who I am. I have been with you, teaching, doing miracles. What's wrong with you? But they needed to do that. If you are watching this story from the apostle's perspective, you were with him for almost three years. You saw the miracles. You saw how he multiplied bread and fish. You saw how he stopped the storm and the winds. You saw the miracles of healing. You saw the Lord giving peace to the widow, to the mother without the son. You saw the compassion of Jesus. You saw the crowd clapping and praising God when they entered into Jerusalem. You are one of the apostles. You saw all that. You saw Jesus in the temple getting upset with all these thieves. You saw all that. You heard him saying, there will be a time when I'll come back. And you were, you were just wondering what's next. Because even though you heard it, you are not really conscientious that this is needed. Until that night. And that night, you are one of the apostles. You saw the soldiers coming to get Jesus. You saw Peter trying to fight against one of those. And the Lord stopping him and said, no, don't do that. I have to do this. So you and the rest of the followers, the rest of the apostles, go away. You said, I cannot stay here. I got to go. And then you run. And you leave Jesus by himself. You are one of the apostles. And you do that. Because you were thinking of yourself. That's absolutely normal in any human being. The apostles were not better than you. Just like you and I, to a point we are so filled with faith and passion for Jesus, and to a point we just run away. We say, I'm not willing to do that. They saw how Jesus was arrested, but that was not the end of it. You know what happened. Matthew 27, verses 27 through 31 now the Lord Jesus is about to be crucified. So the reading says, Then Pilate's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's palace. All the soldiers gathered around him. They took off Jesus' clothes and put a red robe on him. 
Then they made a crown from thorny branches and put it on his head. And they put a stick on his right hand. Then they bowed before him, making fun of him. They said, we salute you, king of the Jews. They spit on him. Then they took his stick and kept hitting him on the head with it. After they finished making fun of him, the soldiers took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be killed on a cross. The soldiers making fun of Jesus. So here, here is the part that we have to see in our minds and in our hearts periodically, my friends. We have to do this to remember the sufferings of our Lord. How, how much he suffered that day. But especially the mockery. I think the, the physical suffering, of course, is, is painful for everybody. You know, we have here today Charlie struggling with her foot. And uh, many people have surgeries. We have problems in our back. Right, Penny? Tracy? Mama? Problems with our necks, <laughs> our knees, <laughs> different kind of situations. Physical pain is, is not fun. It hurts. We understand that. But you know what is the thing that hurts the most? Those are the emotional things, the psychological things, because they go deep, deep, deep into our souls. And that is one of the things that he lived, the Lord Jesus lived here in this passage in 27 of Matthew. When the soldiers are making fun of him. How horrible that would be. That my Lord, your Lord, the perfect Lamb of God, a beautiful, the most beautiful man, the darling of heaven, was exposed to such a thing. Innocent. He didn't do anything wrong to anybody. Nothing. There was no one ounce of evil on him. Nothing. Pure, pure as anyone else can be. Perfect. Holy. Beautiful. In the truth all the time. And yet, he's there. And those soldiers, that they, they were rude people. They, those particular ones, they were awful individuals. They get used to hit people, to do awful things to people. No respect for life, no respect or decency for anything. And they had no problem removing the clothes from our Lord, having him naked in front of them, and then they put that robe, they put that crown on his head. And the Lord didn't say one word. He didn't say one word. He just took it. And then they spit on him. <laughs> and then they give him a stick. 
And then they grabbed the stick and hit him with that stick on the head. I cannot describe, honestly, the sufferings of our Lord. I, I can't. But you get the picture. That the mockery of, of these soldiers to our Lord. That is just horrible. Horrible. And here's the Lord taking all that. Because he has to go through this. For one reason. He has to die for you and I. Matthew 27 verses 45 through 54 describes the death of our Lord. At noon, the whole country became dark. The darkness continued for three hours. About three o'clock, Jesus cried out loudly, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. This means, my God, my God, why have you left me alone? Some of the people standing there heard this. They said, he's calling Elijah. Quickly, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled the sponge with sour wine and tied the sponge to a stick. Then he used the stick to give the sponge to Jesus to get a drink from it. But the other said, don't bother him. We want to see if Elijah will come to save him. Again, Jesus cried out loudly, and then he died. When Jesus died, the curtain in the temple was torn into two pieces. The terror started at the top and tore all the way to the bottom. Also, the earth shook and rocks were broken. The graves opened, and many of God's people who had died were raised from death. They came out of the graves and after Jesus was raised from death, they went into the holy city and many people saw them. The army officer and the soldiers guarding Jesus saw this earthquake and everything that happened. They were very afraid and said, he really was the son of God. <laughs> you see, he is... In the dark now, for real, there is darkness for three hours. He's about to die. And still there is a guy mocking him with this sponge. Yeah, drink this, Jesus. And he didn't say anything to him. You know, that, that is amazing to me. It's, it's really amazing how, how God can be so patient with us. How the Lord is so tolerant when we are sinning, when we do what is wrong, and we promised, I'm not going to do it, and we can keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And He's so patient. He was extremely patient with these soldiers until the time that He needed to die. They, you know, His body, you know, when they put that. Uh, spare on his stomach and there was just water, that means there was no more blood in his body, in his system. So he really died without one drop of blood in his body. He gave it all. He gave it all. All, all that he had. He gave it for you, my friend. For me. For all of us. He gave it all. There is an earthquake. 
And people raised from dead. Some God's people get raised from dead. They walk into the holy city and everyone is in shock. What is happening here? And then they, some of those soldiers say, he really was the son of God. <laughs> he really was. Well, too bad he's dead, is what they are thinking. What they didn't know is that was necessary, Right? Today, on Easter Day, we celebrate this passage, Matthew 28, from verse 1 through 10. That is the reason of our worship service today. The day after the Sabbath day was the first day of the week. That day at dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other woman named Mary went to look at the tomb. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord came from the sky And there was a huge earthquake again. The angel went to the tomb and rolled the stone away from the entrance. Then he sat on top of the stone. The angel was shining as bright as lightning. His clothes were as white as snow. The soldiers guarding the tomb were very afraid of the angel. They shook with fear and then became like dead men. The angel said to the women, don't be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, the one who was killed on the cross, but he's not here. He has risen from death. As he said, he would come and see the place where his body was and go quickly and tell his followers, Jesus has risen from death. He's going into Galilee and will be there before you. You will see him there. Then the angel said, Now I have told you. So the women left the tomb quickly. They were afraid, but they were also very happy. They ran to tell his followers what happened. Suddenly, Jesus was there in front of them. He said, Hello. The woman went to him and hold him onto his feet, worship him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my followers to go to Galilee. They will see me there. Oh, this is why today we celebrate this glorious day to remember the moment of our Lord Jesus' resurrection. That is the main point of our faith. Friends, we are so privileged that we are not just part of a movement that has transformed the history of humankind. We are not just doing what is right to please God, but we Christians, we not just have a wonderful belief system, but we have as our leader, the only human that has risen from death. The only one in the whole history of humankind that has come back from death to life. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And he did it in such a way, according with the scripture, that many things needed to happen in that way. But I love the story about the angel coming from the sky and scaring the two Marys there. (laughs) He's sitting on on the stone with this white, bright clothes. (laughs) What are you doing here? He's not here. He's gone. As he told you, 
Go to your, to your friends because he's alive. He's going to Galilee. The soldiers, it says that they were like dead men. Can you imagine that? You know, we cry when we think about the sacrificial death of our Lord. We cry thinking of the sufferings of our Lord. Somebody asked me yesterday, do we need to forgive the soldiers for what they have done to Jesus? Do we need to forgive Judas for betraying the Lord? Do we need to forgive the apostles because they didn't stay with the Lord Jesus? Do we need to forgive the Pharisees and the priests? Do we need to forgive the Jews because they were against Jesus? Do we need to forgive the Romans because they were part of all that that went against the Lord Jesus? Do we need to forgive all of them? And the answer is, of course we should. Of course we should forgive everybody. Because it was needed. And we cry thinking of the sufferings of the Lord, but the best part of this story is that he has risen from death. He came back to life. And although there are tears and sufferings in all those moments, the best part is this. When he is back and the soldiers are in shock and they were paralyzed like dead men, like, what in the world is happening there? <laughs> oh, it's like the day when we will see him coming back from heaven. What a glorious day. What a glorious life we have, friends. What a glorious life we have because we have the best hope ever. There is no other thing more important in life than the faith that comes from the Lord Jesus into our heart. It's the most important thing that we can carry on. You know, through that faith, we can simply enjoy our days, enjoy the presence of God, because he is with us all the time, as he promised, as he promised. Now, next Sunday, I want to invite you to be part of the service 237. The topic will be Mission Field USA 2021. We know the apostles did their job, and we know here in America, we have done a lot of things Expanding the kingdom, but what about the mission field in 2021? Here in the U.S., we will talk about it next Sunday. Today we are celebrating that the Lord Jesus has risen from death, right? We are peaceful about it, joyful about it, hopeful about it. But the, the, the thing is, there are final instructions the Lord Jesus gave to the apostles in Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20. And these are the instructions. The 11 followers went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. On the mountain, <coughs> the followers saw Jesus. They worshipped him. But some of the followers did not believe that it was really Jesus. So he came to them and said, All authority in heaven 
end on earth is given to me. So go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have told you to do. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue with you until the end of time. Those are the final instructions the Lord Jesus is giving to the disciples. Those are the instructions that he is giving us today because they are current. The same instructions. But you notice that it says that some of the followers did not believe that that was Jesus. Sometimes, unfortunately, we see people among us in church and they say directly, I have trouble to believe all this. <laughs> I have trouble to believe all this. You know, how can I believe all this? Do you believe, my friend? Do you believe the readings that we just read? Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe in all these things that we have talked about today? If you believe, you are blessed. If you believe, you are really blessed. One day I heard somebody said. I wish I would have your faith because I have none. I don't know even what to believe. I don't have, I don't have faith to believe in anything. If you believe, you are blessed. And the instructions were, I want you to go make disciples and baptize them. Teach them everything that I have told you so they can obey God. Those are the instructions. We will talk more about it next Sunday. But for today, I want to ask you, my friend, are you ready for a new life? My dear viewer, are you ready for a new life? Today is Easter 2021. Perhaps today is the day that you could start a new path in your life. There is a beautiful description, a scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. That is the only requirement, my friend, to be saved. So I would like to invite you. I would like to invite you to say a prayer with me. And this prayer is on the screen. With that prayer and faith in your heart, things are going to be much better for you. Say with me, dear God. I realize how selfish I have been. I really want to change. I'm tired of me only thinking of myself. Please forgive me. Lord, you are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friends, it is here on this beautiful cross where everything begins, the salvation of our lives. Say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. My friends, 
Be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday, and I hope to see you next time here in Victory Church. Bye. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.